A Very Filthy Advent Calendar 2021 Day 5 The Nice List Written by Darcy Lindberg and read by Literarian For the prompt, just the tip. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the shop "'not an angel was stirring. "'He'd been going non-stop. "'All the stockings are strung by the chimney with care "'in the hopes that a demon soon would be there. "'You're incorrigible,' Aziraphale said, "'without opening his eyes. "'I was hoping a demon would at least be quiet about it.' Liar, Crowley said affectionately, draping himself, all long limbs and elbows, over Aziraphale, where he'd fallen asleep on the sofa. You laid yourself out here like a nice little present, hoping I'd come to take a peek for myself. Aziraphale had done no such thing. He was wearing flannel for someone's sake, but far be it from him to interfere with Crowley's ideas. He shifted, letting one sleek knee find its way between his own, cupping a hand over the scant suggestion of a bottom. For a tempter, you're not very good at resistance. Who said I'm trying to resist? That was fair. Resistance wasn't really Crowley's style these days. These days, Crowley's style ran more toward indulgence. Long nights with good wine, long dinners with good desserts, long walks in the park with the best and finest frozen vegetables a duck could ask for. He was more into confessions whispered into ears and secrets shared under blankets and he was decidedly less into the wearing of clothing as a general concept. Aziraphale knew better than to point any of this out, of course, but he let the knowledge of it sit warm and snug in his chest anyway, completely without objection. The holiday season had seemed to sneak up on Aziraphale this year, and he'd spent the day cozying up the bookshop in preparation. No stockings were hung by any chimney. There was no chimney, thanks to a rather vociferous discussion Crowley had had with his heating system about three days after the world hadn't ended. But there was quite a bit of greenery swagged about the bookshelves and the rotunda, as well as a tree taking pride of place right in front of the till, where the branches could helpfully hide it from view. Aziraphale did feel he'd been going non-stop, though. When he'd finally put the last bauble in place, he'd dragged himself into his pyjamas and settled down with a cup of hot cocoa, meaning to wait up for Crowley and to revisit a copy of Dickens for his annual holiday reread. Instead, he'd promptly nodded off. Clearly, Crowley was a bad influence on his sleeping habits. 
Still, he couldn't bring himself to regret it now, not with Crowley settling down against him, delving his hands up under his flannel pyjama shirt to find bare skin as his hips lined themselves up so neatly against Aziraphale's. The winter air was still heavy in his clothes and his hair, crisp and fresh. His nose, when he pressed close to suck a kiss under Aziraphale's chin, was cold. Did you have a nice day, darling? Aziraphale asked absently, slipping one hand down the back of Crowley's trousers to fondle his bottom a little more closely. Spreading Christmas doldrums? Crowley hummed, distracted, as he undid several of Aziraphale's buttons. Doldrums are out, he said, kissing across the new territory before launching an expedition in search of a nipple. It's all gritted teeth and barely suppressed rage this year. As long as nothing boils over. Where's the fun in that? No, it'll be an even simmer all season long, just under the surface. Frustration, exasperation, twisting cutlery out of shape at the dinner table when Auntie Mildred starts going on about Brexit for the umpteenth time this year. He sat up, looking down at Aziraphale's flushed chest. Sofa or bed? Aziraphale laughed. <laughs> You're confident of yourself. And you've got your index finger on my asshole. Sofa or bed? <laughs> he is fine, Aziraphale said, still giggling, though he moved his hands in a more northerly direction in an effort to divest Crowley of his shirt. You've only just got here after all. We've barely said hello to each other. Crowley raised an eyebrow as he emerged from said shirt, his hair sticking up every which way. I don't know what kind of hellos you're used to giving out, Angel, but... Oh, enough of that, Aziraphale thought, cutting Crowley off quite effectively by pulling him down for a kiss. It was a good kiss, a familiar kiss, tinged with smiles. They both knew how to move against one another, how to lick and nip, how to arrange their noses, how to give and take. Now this is a proper hello. The kiss was hot and slick, but it really was just a hello, a welcoming home. It eased eventually into something sweeter, into something a little more affectionate, and then Crowley pulled away, sitting back on Aziraphale's hips again. I got you something while I was out, he said. Aziraphale's hands found his waist, stroking lightly at the sensitive skin. Did you? Anything good? You'll like it, 
Crowley promised, and he produced it with a flourish from thin air. A kitschy little Father Christmas figurine, dressed in red and white, reading a green book. See? Looks like you having a go at Agnes Nutter's prophecies. Aziraphale stared. I don't have a beard. Well, no, but you've got the rosy little cheeks and the twinkle in your eye and the white hair. I do not have a beard and I don't wear red. Crowley grinned down at him as if Aziraphale were having the exact reaction Crowley had thought he would, the old serpent. We can fix that, he said, and then the figurine was wearing beige and blue with a fedora instead of a long cap. There was even a little bow tie tucked up under his... I'm not growing a beard, Crowley. You'd look dashing, that's all I'm saying. The mutton chops were more than enough. Besides, he drew Crowley down into a kiss again, taking care to make it a little more persuasive this time, and possibly a little sloppier, just to prove his point. I'd hate to give you beard burn. Crowley blinked down at him, dazed. Beardburn, yeah. Aziraphale kissed him again and took advantage of Crowley's distraction to sneak the Father Christmas figurine out of his hand and back into whatever pocket dimension it had come from. Then he put his hands to work, skating up the bare skin of Crowley's back, finding sensitive places and settling into them. A stroke here, a hint there, the suggestion that his hips could get to working again. Crowley needed very little prompting. His hips jerked back into life, letting Aziraphale's hands guide them into a slow rolling motion as they kissed. A tilt of his hips here, a press of his spine there, and... ah. Yes, there was the angle, and there was the answering hardness trapped in Crowley's jeans. Aziraphale's shirt very quickly went the way of Crowley's, off, tossed away somewhere behind the sofa, and then Aziraphale's hands were teasing cleverly along the line of Crowley's waistband. Angel! Crowley said, his kiss-bitten mouth panting against Aziraphale's collarbone, hips twitching his button toward Aziraphale's fingers. Angel! The button slid out of its place, gently, carefully. And then it slid back in again. Have you been naughty this year? Aziraphale asked. Or nice? There was a surprised sort of pause, just long enough for Aziraphale to wonder if he'd gotten it wrong. 
Then Crowley groaned and his hips kicked into overdrive, grinding down harder into Aziraphale's lap. I'm not nice, he gasped. It was a fairly weak protest as far as protests went. His hands curled around Aziraphale's arms as if trying to keep him in place and his stomach trembled. Naughty, then, Aziraphale said. He slid the button out of its place again. Perhaps I ought to just give you a lump of coal and be done with my evening. Crowley glared down at him. Or rather, Crowley tried to glare down at him. The effect was ruined by his open mouth, by the sweat gathering at his temples already, by the flush that spread hot in his cheeks and all the way down to his breastbone. Aziraphale. You're the one who said I reminded you of Father Christmas, Aziraphale pointed out, undoing Crowley's zip just to do it back up again. Uh, Crowley groaned, rolling his hips down again, swiveling them against Aziraphale. You're a bastard. Naughty, naughty. Aziraphale sing-songed and did the button back up again, just for good measure. Crowley crumpled. Fine, fine. I can be nice, Angel. Let me be nice. A thrill went up Aziraphale's spine, spark bright and electric. If you promise. The button was undone one more time. The zip followed. Oh, someone... Crowley chanted as Aziraphale worked his jeans carefully down his hips. Oh, someone's sake, Angel! Aziraphale slipped his hand into the open V of Crowley's zip and found what he was looking for, hard and hot and straining already into his hand. He paused and looked up at Crowley, at the little frown of concentration between his eyebrows, at the fattened oval of his pupils. He licked his lips while Aziraphale watched, his breath stuttering. Say please, Aziraphale said. For a moment, Aziraphale thought that had ended it. Crowley shuddered, his head thrown back hard as he groaned and pulsed something wet into his pants. But then the moment passed and Crowley was still there, bow-tight, pleading as soon as he found his voice again. Please, Angel, please, I'm being so nice. You are. Aziraphale agreed, more than a little shivery himself, and he drew Crowley out. Crowley's cock was a nice thing, already so eager. 
he'd found his slithery way out of the fly of his pants to jut bare into Aziraphale's palm, and Aziraphale couldn't help giving him a few indulgent strokes. Temptations, indeed. What would you like, darling? Shall I stroke you off, just like this? Shall I put you in my mouth and see if you taste as nice as you feel? One yellow eye flickered open, with still enough protesting venom in it to make Aziraphale laugh softly, even as Crowley huffed and panted and rolled his hips into Aziraphale's waiting hands again. After all that, he made a vague, lewd gesture. Touching my ass. Santa shouldn't make promises he doesn't intend to keep, you know. Do you think? Aziraphale said mildly. Yeah, I do think. Do you think you've been that nice? Crowley paused again, watching Aziraphale's hand on himself. Finally, he said tentatively, like he was trying it out, I could be. The next shift of his hips angled down, sliding his cock through the circle of Aziraphale's hand and dragging his weight over Aziraphale's own cock, hard as anything, where it was still tucked inside his flannel pajama bottoms. The friction was delicious, and Aziraphale's hips wrestled up off the sofa after him of their own accord. See? Crowley managed, bracing his hands on Aziraphale's chest to do it again. You want me to be? Aziraphale did. He really did. A conflict of interest if ever he saw one. Then again, Aziraphale wasn't the one that had to be nice about it, was he? He surged up from the sofa, gathering Crowley by those troublemaking hips and lifting him up. Crowley squawked, surprised, before laying him out flat on the other end of the sofa and, in a fit of economy, ridding Crowley of those ridiculous jeans and his pants all in one fell swoop. Crowley laughed, shoving a cushion under his head and let his legs fall open to let Aziraphale rearrange himself between them. Going to fuck me with the flannel still on? Crowley asked, shoving one hand past the waistband of Aziraphale's bottoms to get handsy with his aching cock for a moment, all gentle fingertips and not enough pressure. Might do, Aziraphale said, distracted. If you like. And leaned up to kiss him thoroughly before he could get too smug about it. Things got a little slick after that, a little messy and a little frantic. 
The kiss was deep and hard and involved quite a lot of tongue, stroking together, licking in, dipping out. Aziraphale's fingers were also deep and hard in short order, finding their way inside Crowley and involving quite a lot of lubricant, stroking over, teasing in, dipping out. The hand on Aziraphale's cock forgot itself, losing all finesse in favour of spasming occasionally whenever this angle or that was particularly good. Angel, Crowley said. Angel, 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 angel. The winter was entirely gone from him now, burnt off in the heat of their bodies. Every inch of him seemed to be flushed, from his cheeks down to the curl of his toes, pooling in his belly like the precum leaking from his cock where it strained in the valley of his hips. Aziraphale looked down to where two of his fingers disappeared inside Crowley. He pushed in deeper, watching his hole swallow up his knuckles like they were nothing, then withdrew them again, rubbing his fingers gently around Crowley's rim, soothing and teasing in one. And the idea bloomed, insistent. I'm making a list, Aziraphale said, sinking his fingers in again as he reached up to smear a kiss across Crowley's mouth. Checking it twice. Crowley made a noise that would have been a whine, should he ever admit to such a noise, and shoved his hips down, trying to shove himself onto Aziraphale's hand. I promised, he reminded Aziraphale. Aziraphale ignored him, kissing down Crowley's thin chest, sucking a mark just below his collarbone. I'm going to find out if you've been naughty or nice. He caught a nipple between his teeth, sucking again. One of Crowley's hands curled into his hair, trying to hold him there, desperate. Nice, I think, Aziraphale decided and checked the other one. Mm, nice here, too. Aziraphale. But Aziraphale would not be deterred and the list went on. Crowley's stomach, his navel, the crest of his hip, the curving length of his cock, one thigh and then the other. Nice, 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 very nice, double nice. Crowley squirmed, his chest heaving, hands clutching at whatever he could reach. His arse squeezed around Aziraphale's fingers, a promise renewed. I'll be nice, I'll be so nice, he was saying. Aziraphale wondered if he even knew he was saying it. 
we'll see. Aziraphale hushed him, and he slipped his pyjamas down his thighs, his cock throbbing with the weight of having been ignored. He slicked himself, lined up. Are you ready, darling? Nice and ready, Crowley answered, huffing a laugh, although the cheekiness was lost in a groan. Come on, Angel, come on, come on, come on. Aziraphale rubbed the head of his cock over Crowley's hole. Once, twice. Pushed the tip inside. Just the tip, just to the flare of the head, and stopped. Crowley held his breath, waiting. Aziraphale didn't move. The moment spiralled out around them, centred on that single connection. Angel. Making my list, Aziraphale said slowly, easing the head of his cock back out. Crowley's hole clenched onto nothing. The spark of hunger inside him flared, the fire in his bones building quickly to a blaze. To have Crowley like this, restless and raring, wanting and willing and begging, to only give him so much and no more. Checking it twice. Aziraphale pressed inside again, watching Crowley's hole accept the head of his cock, watching the rim try to squeeze more of him inside. He didn't give any more, though, forcing himself to stop despite the urge to move, to surge, to fuck. Instead, he sat there, still as he could be, waiting watching as realization crested over Crowley. Oh, fuck, Crowley said, shuddering, his head thrashing on the cushion, teeth bared. His hips angled themselves, ready to roll again, but Aziraphale put a hand down and stopped him, held him still. You, you, oh, angel, someone, fuck. I'm going to find out who's naughty. Aziraphale went on slowly, slipping the head of his cock back out again. Oh, nice. In again, just the tip. Out again, rubbing briefly over Crowley's perineum, nudging at his balls as if to tease them too. In again. Out. Crowley was making the not-a-wine noise almost constantly now, his hands gripping at Aziraphale's hips, at his wrists, his shoulders, his hair. One forefinger slipped into Aziraphale's mouth almost by accident. 
Aziraphale took it anyway, sucking at the fingertip just to the first knuckle. Slipped his cock in again, still just the tip, and out again, matching the motion with his tongue against Crowley's finger. I see when you're sleeping, Aziraphale said, kissing Crowley's finger as he dropped it from his mouth. I know when you're awake. Angel. Aziraphale reached between them, easing his cockhead inside once more. This time he held there and stroked along the exposed length of himself, trying to stave off the need to thrust in. It was getting harder to manage, that stop just inside. Crowley's body shivered almost constantly now, his hole clenching repeatedly as he dug his fingers into Aziraphale's shoulders and clung to him. His belly, pressed against Aziraphale's, was sweaty and slick, every slip of Aziraphale's cock just inside, anointing them both with precum from Crowley's. Aziraphale groaned, stroked himself again. I know if you've been bad or good. Crowley's eyes flew open, his mouth dropped, feeling Aziraphale's hand moving between them. You're fucking yourself, he said, awestruck. You're, you're fucking yourself into my ass. That hadn't been Aziraphale's intention, actually, but it seemed like a good idea, judging by the look on Crowley's face. He leaned down, stroked himself harder, faster, with a little more deliberation, as he kissed Crowley's chest, his neck, his chin. His lips more breath than kiss at this point. So be good, Aziraphale said against Crowley's mouth, fisting his cock, each upstroke colliding against Crowley's hole where he was spread around Aziraphale's head. For goodness sake, Crowley came. His cock jerked against his stomach, untouched, spilling between them as Crowley's not-a-wine reached a fever pitch. His arms locked around Aziraphale's shoulders, pulling him down, and his legs, tense and trembling at Aziraphale's sides until now, went suddenly around his waist, pulling him in, in, in... Aziraphale gave in to him, finally sinking fully into Crowley's arse, nearly losing himself at the sudden heat, the sudden grasp of Crowley around him, the pulse of his orgasm reverberating around him. It was too much. It was too fast. It was the snap of Aziraphale's control and the snap of his hips, all in one, 
fucking into Crowley, fucking him through his orgasm as it went on and on. The tension rose up in Aziraphale's thighs so quickly he almost lost one of his knees out from under him, but he pulled Crowley closer and thrust a little harder, and then it didn't matter anymore, his own orgasm sweeping him away out to sea, washing his thoughts completely clean, leaving nothing in his mind but the feeling of Crowley closing around him and the scent of salt on the air between them. He drifted for a while. When he came to, everything was sticky and cool, sweat and cum drying in unpleasant places. Fingertips played along his spine, stroking every so often in the hair at the nape of his neck. There were acres of bare skin pressed against his own. His cock slipped out of the place where he'd been warm and gorgeously held, dazzling brightly along each of his oversensitive nerves. He winced at the loss. You better watch out, Crowley whisper sang to him, pressing a kiss to his cheek, the imprint of his smile obvious. You better not cry, better not pout. Ah, felt said, don't. <laughs> you started it. Crowley laughed, soft and huffing, kissing his cheek again. He went on, merciless. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming in me. Aziraphale groaned, but he rolled his head over anyway, kissed Crowley full on that smart mouth. <laughs> Incorrigible, <laughs> he said, but he was laughing too. <laughs> All right, my dear, I think that winter out we weren't fully expecting. Crowley shivered again, an aftershock still running along his limbs. Better than all right, he said, running a reassuring hand down Aziraphale's back. You're a bit of a bastard, you know. You like when I'm a bastard. I like you all the time, Crowley corrected, unexpectedly sincere for a moment. But yeah, bastard suits you. Aziraphale drew back a little to study him. Cheeks still flushed, hair stuck to his sweaty temples. His legs were still wrapped around Aziraphale, though they'd slipped from his waist to settle behind his knees, bunching up the flannel pajamas that had never completely made it off. He reached up, brushed some of the hair away from his forehead. You suit me, 
Aziraphale told him. You know I'm not concerned, really, don't you? Whether you're naughty or nice? You're you! Crowley grinned, easy and unburdened. You like when I'm a bastard too, he pointed out. And you do like when I'm good. It gets you going. Aziraphale laughed and kissed him again, slow this time, soft. A different kind of promise, given and given again, stretching across a lifetime to settle into this moment, here and now, with their bodies pressed together and their hearts beating in time. Haven't you heard? he asked, nudging Crowley's nose until he laughed too. I love you all the time too. The End